over the top like Hold up, yeah I can never doubt myself, I know better All of you critics be acting like you know better Blowing the smoke, but I know when it does settle So I'm in my element it's Here's a fact, if you ask yourself that question Does this feed my faith, my family, or my finances? And it doesn't If you do that, I guarantee it'll, it'll guide your decisions No, I'm in my element, ooh, yeah I'm in my element, ooh Welcome to Now Remember Podcast, all things entrepreneurship. People just take life and kick it square in the ass with my special guest, Mr. Cody Guffey. Um, you know, kind of new design. If you're all watching this on, on video, if you're only listening on audio, check it out on YouTube as well. At Now Remember Podcast, Timothy D. Rexis. But we've uh, wrapped the table. We got new mic arms, new mics, uh, stands. I like we got the new digs, man. Yeah, dude. We, uh, we painted the wall black, got the... The sound panels recovered, so a whole new little, uh, you know, well, look, I upgraded a little bit, it's, and it's just fancy you know, now. yeah, no fancy, but you know, I figured uh, if you go back three years ago or two years ago, we first started the first one compared to now, it's quite a bit different, mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, my wife says it's all because of her, which is probably true. I mean, it's fair, fair point. So, uh, I we talked about bringing you on for the last month just because you hit a you hit your one year I think mm-hmm. December first yep of being in business running your own shop Rexy's Trish and West Dodge yeah, follow on social um, and you killed it I mean so I like from your words like the I mean you went from employee mm-hmm. and you've always had some you know entrepreneurship because you've always been a trainer so you know mm-hmm. independently but going full blown owner retail I mean walk us through the last year lessons learned all that uh, stuff. It's, I mean, it was, it was, it's a trip, uh, year flew by. It was just really fun. Cause it was able to take the stuff that I had like learned from you. Cause obviously I worked for you for four and a half years, you know, all the way up to like regional manager and stuff like that. So I was able to take those kind of things, but then like put my touch on it, put my spin on it. So it was fun to like, watch, like, you know, I'd always pitch you ideas, which you couldn't necessarily do because you operated at a bigger scale with more stores and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's more of a financial undertaking as opposed oh, yeah. to just having one store. Yep. So um, I always definitely understood that, but it was kind of cool being able to take those ideas and then apply them to myself mm-hmm. and see if they work. And for the most part, they did um, like swag and stuff like that. Then it kind of gave me a little more creative Avenue to play around with more things. Um, it was just fun to see, like to understand the business aspect now. Like, yeah. um, yes, I learned business, you know, from you and stuff like that. But like when it's yours, it's different. It's your dollar. It's, it's, yeah, just a different, it's yeah. different. You start to see things in a different light. Um, and just like what it takes to be a business owner. Yeah. Um, it's more than just punching in, punching out. Obviously you need to understand taxes. You need to understand these things, which I am still most definitely learning. So, uh, oh yeah. Um, it's, there's, I mean, every now and again, I'll get something from, you know, state or whatever. I just shoot over to you and Brittany and be like, do I need to worry about this? <laughs> like, so the amount of times I get messages from franchisees on like, is this legit or is this like, oh yeah, that one you don't want to forget, but the other four can go. Mm-hmm. That's about the average. Yeah. You were so much spam email that scammers try to send a business and new business owners to get them to pay for you know, $200 for labor law posters. Yeah. We get those for free home skillet, yeah. um, but all that kind of stuff. It, it's, it's nuts. But you know, and, that, and that's the thing is I, I've told this uh, to you. I told it to Josh up in Norfolk when he bought the store and everyone who's, who's bought the stores. I go, I go, it's a lot more fun fun and it running your own they go why i'm like it's all these ideas everyone pitches me that i have to say no to I'm not, it's never because i don't like the ideas it's just it's a cost analysis situation for me when i'm balling on a budget and that was a cool thing like when you, you know, was like, i always understood like you're, you're a numbers guy yeah. so that's all it was never like oh that's dumb like i mean if it was a dumb idea you'd be like no this is why this doesn't work yeah but like it's i always understood that it was because of a numbers aspect of course i need to operate on a smaller scale oh yeah and then me as you've said before 
I am probably the most fiercely independent franchisee you have. That I, is a fact. <laughs> I, it's just who I am. It has to be my touch on something. Oh, yeah. So I always want things like my little spin and stuff like that. So it feels like I did that. It sure. wasn't, you know, built off something else. So understanding yeah. at the core, but yes, it was. But like that was my contribution. Oh, yeah. And then that's the thing is like I, I've said it a hundred times, especially over this last year to like last I asked last three years, let's be honest. We're on three, three years later on uh two weeks to curb the spread. Uh yeah. hashtag. Um so but here's the thing is like we went through COVID year, and for most of our stores, we had a pretty good year because we've spent this pretty much across the board because we spent our time building relationships. 2021 was kind of a different different ball game. The economy got a little bit more depressed. We you know, in the fact, and we've noticed this going into 2022, just with the supply and demand chain issues. If you haven't figured that out, folks, you haven't gone grocery shopping. Um, but it's even way worse in the wholesale commercial trade for us. It's significantly worse. And we haven't even seen the worst of it yet. We have another three to six months of absolute hell here. But besides the point is that we, you know, you can tell the stores who are, who have put their individual touch on it with the relationships with their customers being the most important because they're still exceeding and thriving yours, yours alone. I mean, it's watching your sales numbers each month is a phenomenal thing to watch versus somebody else who doesn't do it. And I can always tell right, right away. Okay. What are you doing? Are you clocking and clocking out? Yeah. Or are you investing into your business? And it doesn't mean like money. It means time, mm -hmm. time more than money. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's, and that's the thing. And it's, it's just trying to get people to understand that it's, it's the time investment. That's what costs the most. And that's often the most important too. Like, you know, watching Alex Christina do it down in Bellevue. I'm like, do these chamber events. Oh, I know. And I know nobody wants to go do them because you, especially when you're younger, you're like, Oh, it's old people. It's, it's, it's a bunch of insurance agents and realtors passing business cards. This is, you know, and then they find out pretty quick that, you know, each one of these people is a salesperson just like them. Yeah. That has 20 to 30 people that they're tied with. Yeah. And that's how you micro influence your, your networks. And it's just, it's been fun to watch. Like I sold them that store in August, right? They went broke every record we had, which could damage my ego slightly. And it does, but it's fun to watch. Josh did Norfolk watching what you're doing at West Dodge has yeah. been phenomenal. Um, well, anyway, you cut it. I mean, obviously <clears throat> then being able to like break the records, there's just no two ways about it. Like even like the way like your structure was, even from a corporate standpoint, obviously there's bonuses for the managers so on mm -hmm. and so forth. You wanted to create an environment that it was it was your own. Yeah. But no matter how you try to manufacture that, it's still not. No, I we do today. We, we, we it is. Yeah, and I try to make it as much as an ownership mentality as possible. But until it actually is, mm -hmm. there's nothing that will ever really make people understand i mean i've said to you a hundred times before imagine your money yeah is on the shelf well, and how your approach changes and it, it is and no matter how much i try to mean and i do it pretty well and i said i told brett i go let's just in this we did the change we had many years ago and, and you were beginning of that process was let's pretend every one of these managers is going to become a franchisee mm -hmm. that they're going to go operate an independent business owner or how do we how do we manage them now and how do we structure pay and all those things towards that avenue and goal and it sucks because all my best people, <clears throat> you, uh, leave me, but uh, then I can start over. But then it's yeah. fun because I get to watch the success. So for me, it's it's a bonus bonus, you know. Yeah. But, but it's even it's like obviously, yeah, your money's on the line. So, of course, you have that component. But it's more so like I guess I can't speak for everybody else, but I would venture to say they have the same issue um, is you just think differently. Mm -hmm. Like you think a little bit more intricately like. All right, well, if I got a, you know, quarterly taxes are coming here, blah, 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 like move this around or like with the manufacturing issues, like the planning for 
Um, I mean, thank God my my last few months right quarter, you know, climb more and more and more. But it's I turned around and took that and mm-hmm. put it right back in inventory. Like my back stock's pretty pretty substantial for being you know one franchisee um, because of that, preparing for it and obviously stuff you know through through team and so on and so forth. Oh yeah. So it was just you you just look at things a little bit different. Like I need to spend the money. I need to do this. Like, so well, it's all, it's fun for me too, because then we have different level of conversations mm-hmm. where some of my frustrations before I would just come in and I've just had my 20 minute bitch, bitch session where mm-hmm. I was like, okay, Usa, I got that out of my system and you laugh. And now you understand a little bit differently mm-hmm. too. And, and I know uh, I spoke with Shane the other day and uh, getting ready to open his Rexy's Gretna location, which is going to be freaking awesome, by the way, 168th and uh, highway 370. Shameless plug. Um, and, it's he's part of the supply and demand chain. He gets to deal with that portion, it, HVAC equipment, and just all those things that need to come in that are a terribly long waiting list. I mean, I need a new HVAC system in Carney. It's a 26-week wait. So I'm like, well, it looks like we're fixing what we got until we keep – I don't even have the option to put a new one on anywhere. And I called five companies. I thought it was just one vendor gave me shit. No, that's a fact. And so he's trying to build out his new location, and he's, you know, and he's running all these snags, these time delays. And I'm, it's frustrating, you know. But, I mean, he's grinding. And thank God this is where the relationship thing comes into play, right? Mm-hmm. Well – He's friends with the guy that owns the building. So at least he's got that. And yeah, that's where that relationships that. win. But we're finding that all over the place. It, it's, you know, uh, it, it's a different avenue for me and it, uh, for them, for these everyone else to see. And it, it, it's for me, it's like, oh, I got more friends that understand the shit I want to bitch about now. Because sometimes being in business ownership and you look at test of this is a lonely place to be. There's you can't really you can converse with your staff and yeah. they're never going to quite understand. Now, if you and I have a conversation, there's a different level of understanding. We start talking about taxes and Mm -hmm. now we start talking about, you know, purchasing and forward buying and, you know, and and all these different things and employees. Okay. Like understanding what it actually costs to employ somebody isn't what the hourly rate is. Which is, that's been obviously being on the other side, like you gave me, you know, the heads up, like back when I worked for you, but like being on the other side, like understanding like employee, employee pay and stuff like that, that. Of course, you know, now is the obviously everybody's pushing for $15 an hour and stuff like that. And like, by no means am I not saying that the minimum wage needs to raise. Yeah, it definitely does. Like it, it should have been moving up over years. But like a lot of people don't comprehend the fact that, you know, if I'm paying you $15 an hour, like, yeah, that's what you're receiving. But I'm still paying you probably roughly 19, 20 bucks an hour yep. because of taxes and all that stuff, and the way those work. Well, then you have to look at employee production, mm-hmm. which overall I've been pretty lucky. Um, yeah. I, I've had some pretty solid employees so far, um, but it comes down to what do you bring to the table? Like, I don't want a body just in the store. Yeah. I'm also not a ball buster by any means. And like, literally like any of my employees will tell you when I train them and I hire them, I straight tell them I am not a micromanager. Yeah. You no. can attest. I do not do well with micromanaging. Nope. I don't. Um, so don't make me do that. Yeah, exactly. If I have to do that, you probably shouldn't be here. People who like to be micromanagers, micromanage aren't the kind of people who should be in leadership and management anyways. Yeah. And I think bigger corporations, the only time that those things fall through the cracks where you put the wrong person in the wrong position, but usually in small business, it's pretty easy. Um, like I said, if I hire a plumber, I let him plumb. I don't stand over his shoulder. Right. If I want to do the job, I just do the damn job. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why everybody ever works with me, works for me, subcontract or whatever, likes how I operate. I'm like, you do your thing, boo. I don't really care how you get it done as long as you get it done. Well, it allows them to grow too. It does. Like if you're and, constantly on top of them, they're just going to stay within this framework of just following the rules but or following whatever it is you set in place. Like I want them to like think and understand like everybody has a different way of selling. 
like in a different style and a different belief system. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Just as long as you know what you're talking about and it's fine. Like it's. As long as you're not lying to people. Yeah. Just don't as long as you're being people. honest, you're, you're truly honest about what you believe. Take care of the customers that come in, be honest, be truthful. Mm-hmm. Like do not lie to anybody. Mm-hmm. Do not pitch something that's dumb. Like we're not about ticket sales. No. It's about customer's experience. That's it. It's all that matters to me. Like give up the profit, kind of- give up the short-term profit, short-term game for the long-term profit, long-term game. That's where we're playing the long game. And that's it. But I don't want to worry about, I don't want to have to constantly worry about what happens in three years, which you always will do a certain degree as a business yeah. owner. But I feel more rest assured because of how I build my model yeah. versus a lot of the companies who are like, I'm going to get this money now and next week. I'll figure it out then. Figure that out. sucks. That's a constant, which is fine when you're young and don't have any kids and don't have any bills. As soon as you get in your 30s, now you got bills. Now you got a house. Now you got a mortgage. You got car payments. You got kids. Whatever it may be, you got a dog. Yeah. You know, you got shit to pay for. And now all of a sudden, okay, you know, worrying about next week? No, I'm worried about next year already, you know? Yeah. Um, now, bring it back to the, the the wage thing. That's something I think you brought up a very prudent point. And I, I am understanding this podcast. Like, I don't do politics. I don't have a political party. I think they're ridiculous. I think all sides and they're corrupt as shit. Um, and we can go on. That's a whole other tangent I can get into. But I just want people to understand, like, I have always paid higher than minimum. Mm-hmm. Even when minimum was seven here, I was paying 10 starting. Mm-hmm. And I understand that was my competitive advantage because I'm paying for talent. I'm paying for staff. And I was able to attract a lot more talent at that point, you know, 11, 12 years ago than that's hard for me to do now, to be honest with you. Like, you know, it was, and understand small businesses can't afford to pay high school part-time employees $15 an hour, right? We can't like understand the margins have shrunk because of online competition, but costs have raised taxes are up, right? Um, Because real estate taxes are up. I mean, even if I'm renting a leasing a space in a commercial property, I pay my pro rater share of the taxes. And guess what? They've gone up across the board. Heating and gas are up with inflation rate right now. Every operational expenditure is up right now, and the margins are down. Understand there's no single retail store owner out there for the most part that is rolling around in the private jet, kids. Um, I'm not. I'm so far away from that level at this point. If anyone thinks any different, I'm pretty successful for as far as my measuring stick is so far, but I'm nowhere near that level. I ain't close. We looked at renting a plane once just because we wanted to get back from Florida for the Olympia. We got trapped. Yeah, that's not in the budget. My budget was one sixth that of that. My wife's one of her bucket list items. She wants to fly on a private jet at some point. I'm like, keep those houses. hey, make a rich friend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. But I just people understand, like, just from the small business standpoint, uh, I, I just think people need to understand that 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 entire uh, speaking point is being manipulated. Yes, I understand that some of the wealthier companies in this country are only concerned with becoming more wealthy. And so there are a lot of the ones who are behind the $15, the $20 minimum wages and a lot of these things because they can afford for a certain amount of time. It's a completely different playing field. It is. Well, the thing is saying that, but it, 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 it's strategic. Yeah. They're going to push these rates and these wages, understanding that the small businesses can't. And eventually we go out of business, they gain more profit, and now they can dictate the policy. McDonald's was pushing for this really heavy. They also replaced most of their workers with machines. They have the money to put that investment in and to do that research. So when they're out there putting it in public, we're paying our people 15 to 20 an hour. You mean all three of them since you fired 10? Yeah. They're not putting that out there. But understand the small business, I can't afford robots to sell my shit, nor do I want it. Yeah, but no I couldn't afford the technology. And so it's a manipulation that people aren't seeing full circle. People are too one sided issue and, and one dimensional. They need to understand that it's a larger picture. Trust me, there isn't a small business owner worth his salt anywhere that has a great employee that we don't want to pay more. 
and that's that's what I was gonna say. So like when it comes to like a pay aspect, so roughly like right now, I have two guys. Um, one's really good at filling in, the other one, he wants all the hours in the world. I got another young kid yeah. who literally knows his stuff. I didn't even have to teach him supplements, he knew everything. I pop quiz him and he, he knew it all. So I was like, mm -hmm. oh, this is awesome. Um, <clears throat> he wants all the hours in the world, he just wants to work. So he's made my life infinitely easier because I can now step out of the store. I can go do these little things. I can go take care of stuff. I can be here for these kind of stuff. Yeah. Can, you know, chamber events, so on and so oh, forth, yeah. whatever. Like he's made my life so much easier that I don't have to live there. Well, I'm going to reward that. Oh, absolutely. Like, my big thing was always like, I do a 30 day probational period where I hire somebody. Then if you're, if you're good and I keep you, like I'm probably going to bump you something. Well, I gave him over a dollar raise. Yeah. Because he was worth it. Like, yes, yeah. kids. So that's what I'm saying. Like, Yes, everybody sees these cool little taglines of like, you know, oh, we need to hire 15 an hour. These companies need to do this. As you said, like all these companies are capable of doing that. They're able to do it. What I feel we bring to the table and like, because obviously as a smaller business, you have to be more diligent. You can't just, oh, here we go, because we're sitting on billions. Um, I give them the experience. Yeah. So let's say, for instance, McDonald's, they're hiring $15, $16 an hour, whatever. Dude, I worked at McDonald's. That job sucks. Well, it does it's suck. Not I worked there. It's the only job I kind of quit slash got fired at the same time. Right. So, yeah. like, it's not a fun job. Nope. But, like, that kid that I hired, he told me, like, this is one of his favorite jobs he's ever had. The high school kid I had this summer that went away to mm -hmm. Lincoln, he goes, I, he's still on my payroll for whenever he comes back because he goes, dude, I love this job. It's fun. That's what it is. Like, I've made your job enjoyable, fun, yeah. you enjoy coming in and stuff like mm -hmm. that. I pay you a competitive wage. I can't hang with those guys. What? But I, I have no problems when I can pay more. I will pay you. More. Well, it's, it's the same thing. It's like our hours are more convenient. Yes. They're, they're less. Like we're not, we're not, you're not getting up at Sunday morning at 7 a.m. You're not, you know, you don't have to work Saturday night till 10 or 11 because you're the young on the totem pole. So under their advantage is to working for small business, which are more family friendly hours. But I have two kids, my stepdaughter and my son both turned 16. And so now they're getting cars. Talk about the worst time in history to buy used cars for kids. Oh, my God. But that's a whole nother topic. But I got them. They're, they're, they're at least movable. They're not, they're not great. But, um, First car should never you know, but now they're like, well, I got to pay for gas. I'm like, yeah, let's go fill up gas. And we'll show them like, it's like 40, 50 bucks. They're like, oh, my God. I go, wow. I go, this is where voting comes in. And this is where crypto politicians and, you know, uh, government taxes and all the things you're going to learn throughout your life as you get payroll taxes taken out of your checks. These are all the things you get to learn now and you develop your own opinions about it. I said, but gas is what gas is, right? I said, you have to pay for it. I'm paying for your car. I'm paying for your insurance. Mm -hmm. I said, paying gas till you graduate, then you're paying your insurance. I said, then we'll eventually talk about uh, keeping the car, whatever, you know, as long as you earn it. Yeah. We both, well, shit, what am I going to do? It's called getting a job. Yeah. Right. Well, I would love all of my kids to want to work in the family businesses. It's just a fact. I would, you know, but at the same point, I don't know if they want me to be their boss because I'm, they think I'm a ball buster. Because everybody's parents are a ball. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, I don't know anything. I'm their mom. I'm their dad. You know, and Brittany's their mom. At the same point, you know, like it, it, they both have talent and I'd love to have them in and we could, you know, we tell me I have to go to work, I have to go to work. They're less likely to call in sick because I live with them, which is great. You know, it was just great, especially for the gym. But the gym, we start out. Sick. No, you're not. No, you're not. I saw you. <laughs> like, you can't lie to me. This is it's great. So if I have two kids in my house that I can go say, hey, this kid called in sick for Chandler, you got to go. Like they're not going to argue with me because I'm one paying for their car. They're not going to make an excuse. They're not going to act like they didn't see the text message or whatever it is. And understand, like, hey, let me premise this. We're dealing with like 
nine locations between our stores and our gyms that we're trying to staff at once. So if three people call in sick, I cannot physically be three places at once. I need help. And so anyways, as we're talking to Zoe and she's like, well, I don't know. I'm like, I mean, you don't know. You have another job? She goes, well, I'm looking at Chick-fil-A. They start out 17 an hour. What? I can't even pay my kids and compete with my kids with the company the size of Chick-fil-A can pay at 17 an hour. Now, understand you're going to lose your Saturday nights yeah. and your Friday nights because you're young on the totem pole. So if you want a social life and while getting paid, there's advantages, but I can't, I just can't compete with that. Yeah. Like, well, can you bought more than 10? No. No, I can't. You can earn it. Well, no, I appreciate the. I actually love the negotiating aspect, but I, I, I just can't. I can't afford it. And and that's the thing. It's but you know, like with me with our stores, like I'd love to pay everyone more. So I do a lot on net operating profits. Everyone gets profit sharing no matter what. I make deal with part time staff, little bonuses. You do this much for the next four hours. We're going to do this. Get them motivated. Get yeah. thanks. So I, I and just I want people to understand that I'm not being a cheap ass, and I'm not sitting here being a a bastion for polit- uh, a particular political party. I'm just being real. These are the things that we face and have to deal with all the time. And I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast are, are business owners, entrepreneurs. And listen, we're we're all in the same boat. For people who aren't business owners who maybe think that everyone should get paid more, right? Well, the majority of business owners who agree with that have like two employees. <laughs> they don't have, uh, they're not operating retail. I can guarantee you that. There's no way you walk around retail saying, God, I make more money now than I did five years ago because you don't. It doesn't, it's absolutely not a, not, a, not a fact. There's not a single retailer in the United States that's making more money right now than they did say five years ago. We're making less. Everybody yeah. is across well, the board. Literally everything's up. Everything costs everything more. Costs more. And margins are down. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but understand, like, so we all want to pay people more. Understand that 48% of the population is employed by small businesses. And so when you have the other half and their major conglomerate corporations who are pushing this narrative because they want the 48% that we have. They want that part of the economy. The only way to do it is to shut down small business. The only way to do it is through wage hikes. And so I understand like that there's not a single employee that's working for me right now that's been working for me that I don't want to pay more. We all do. And I look for ways. I look for stock ownership options in different companies, which is what I'm doing right now and all the legal processes that that takes. And, you know, I thought my little brother being an attorney, I was going to get a deal. I got, and he gave me a deal, but nobody else did. Um, but that's the thing is, is I, I want to, and I don't, I don't, I, I personally don't know a small business owner who is successful, who's lasted longer than a year, to be honest with you, that doesn't want to pay their good people more. I haven't met one yet. I think any, in my personal opinion, any quality business owner that can recognize talent and has people that honestly just make their life easier. Like, oh yeah. Again, that kid, like I had no problem. Like literally we didn't even wait the 30 days before I gave him a dollar raise. Like in two weeks, he'd already proved that like, okay, this kid's gonna be very valuable for me. Mm-hmm. So that alone right there, like it was a no brainer and then stuff like that. So, but again, like I was saying, like when it comes out, I just wish people would understand that like exactly what you've said, like these are all talking points. These mm-hmm. are all unfair playing fields with you're dealing with large corporations as opposed to small business. But at the same token, small business brings this to the table, though. It may yeah. not be financial. It's not like we're underpaying. I'm not trying to, like, down talk that or anything like that. But, like, it may not be financial. But, like, for instance, for our stores, as I can't imagine you've really changed since I was there. Like, as long as you're doing your job and you're taking care of the customers and, like, the store's clean, like, you can work on your laptop. You can, you can like, do your personal – like, You put side hustles. So, PJ works for me. Yeah, yeah. side hustle. He works with – he does his client program stuff while he's working. Yeah. I have not an issue with that. Well, and I push as long as your first things are taken care of. I, I don't care. Well, that's why I never asked me like why I push all of my employees, especially my mate, my yeah, full timers. Like, why do I push them for side hustles? 
I'm like, I go see old adage. I learned this from a pastor at a church, actually. It was kind of kind of crazy. He made all of his associate pastors who weren't getting paid or getting paid very much have side hustles. That way they were mad at him when they, you know, yeah. 10 years later, they were still broke. You know, so the thing was, is like, you may be perfectly fine making 40,000 a year, right? 40,000 is great, covers all your bills. Keep a little extra, have a vacation here or two. You're fine. You're happy as shit. And some of the best people, happiest people I know make way less than I do. Because they're way less stressed. They've got their hobbies. They've got their thing. They're very satisfied. And that's an honest, that's a great place to be in life. Yeah. If you're satisfied with where you're at and you like the money you make, you like your schedule, you like your time off. Yeah. A lot of people who value time off more than, than a higher end wage. Yeah. Badass. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. I mean, you, you're fine. What makes you happy, right? But and let's say I have staff that's like that. But then their car breaks down. Their dog has to go to the vet. And then their AC goes out of their house on the same day. Well, now you hate your job because you don't make enough money to pay that shit storm yep. and shit storms happens. Murphy's law. Okay. It's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen at the same time. It's going to be bad and no matter what. And so that's the thing is I want them to have extra income. And two, those situations never come in a convenient time. Ever, ever, ever. Trust me. I got six kids. They never come convenient. And, and that's the thing, you know, it's like, well, my wife was pregnant, nine months pregnant. I bought her a dog. Cause she, everything was cute at that point in time. So I bought her this golden doodle and she picked out this golden doodle that, you know, you scratch its stomach, it would kick its leg. Well then, you know, we bring this dog home and then my wife goes into labor, right? We're just over like a month, month and a half time period. And it's preeclampsia, then post preeclampsia. So then we're in a hospital, those bills are high. At the same point in time, this dog figured out that that little thumping and kicking, it wasn't uh, cute. It was a rash. A special one. Did you know they have dog dermatologists and special dog pharmacies? Dude, I have bulldogs. Okay, a couple thousand dollars I'm later. Very well aware of oh, any malady when it comes oh, to a dog. Oh. <laughs> so <laughs> I got a baby. I have, you know, I have intensive care bills. I got a dog. Like It's all at the same time. And all of a sudden, I'm like, man, I thought I had money for a minute. That's gone. Yeah. And But that's just life. And, that's, and the other thing is for me, is too, is I want people to have goals. Yeah. I don't. And nothing wrong with the people who we talked about who are very satisfied in life. That's yeah. totally fine. Honestly, if you work, do what makes you happy. But if you make full, if you work full time for me, especially in my company, I'm going to be around you that much at a full time position. Side, side's different. You know, this is side hustle for you. It's, it's side money. It's part time job. That's different. But full time employees, I need people who have goals. I have people. I want people who have goals monetarily, financially, whatever that you know, materially, whatever that goal is. What if it's just you giving it away and tithing it? It's a donation aspect. It's philanthropy. I don't give a shit, but you got to have goals. You can't. And so otherwise, otherwise I'm afraid that people's level of satisfaction, um, complacency might infect me. Well, I mean, just even just speak on that. Cause I mean, like you said, all your, your best people have left as at one point or another. I mean, I can truly say that it really wouldn't have like, Obviously, yes, the store coming available was like this perfect, like, thank God it happened. It's, it was awesome. It worked perfect for us. It worked perfect for me. Inevitably, there was going to be a point in time that I was going to leave. Well, it, it, it was my mentality. It's who I am. It's just the way I work. It's the same thing with Nick. Well, inevitably, there was going to be a time just because when you have a mindset, like you said, like you want your full timers and stuff like that to have these goals and have all this yeah. stuff, you get to this point that like, you can only grow so much within like obviously a corporate structure, mm-hmm. which is because plain and simple, I was essentially your right hand. Where do I go from there? Well, that's I ain't getting your job. Well, that's and that's I want your job. And that's <laughs> I think most of my full-time staff has figured out where they don't want my job. My job, my job has a lot of uh, it sucks tendencies. Well, that's the thing, is like we 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 grew to a pace where we're still small 
and we're jumping into that medium space. Yeah. But that jump, that crater is massive. Yeah. And you also it, need the people to help. Yeah, get you and it's 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 slow. It, it's one of those that it's like a five year process to become an overnight success to oh, go yeah. from small to medium. And we're at that space right now. It's like okay, we got the infrastructure, but okay, how do you does that jump? That jumps hard, and so I can't tell, promise any of the staff like, hey, we're going to be here. I tell them this is my goal. Yeah. I need you to help me figure out how to fucking do it. The pieces that are going to this is it. Yeah. And but you know, th- nobody's been in our position doing this. Co- like it, it, what right now, everything you have is theory and conjecture. Mm-hmm. we're gonna have to try a whole bunch of shit that doesn't work before we find the one that does and that's just a lot of what it is and you know but you, you did the work that's the thing you know i i mean you had told me three two three years pre- previously yeah. that you wanted to that you talked about moving to colorado with yeah, with your wife and then you know doing a store out there oh yeah like so this was on your yeah. goal radar anyway yeah. so anybody else who thought he just fell into something you're 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 deluding yourself inevitably it was something was going to happen yeah i i just as we said, I'm so fiercely independent. Like at something, I at some point I was going to have to have mine. You did. Oh, absolutely. So just, and I knew that. I mean, the thing is for me is when I'm working with somebody who's, who I'm employing somebody who's like that, I get excited because I get to teach them other things. Yeah. You know, I get, to, and that's what I do with a lot of my staff is I teach profit and loss statements. I, I try to explain like, here's the actual net profit. Here's all the costs that go into it. So they have a better understanding because I believe an educated staff, especially is a better staff. It, it's a staff that makes better decisions that can add more into my team for my future. And, and if they become independent business owner franchisees, we'll say they're a franchisee. Well, that's a hell of a lot less work for me now. When they franchise, I have less work to do. And if they do another business, cool. I hope it's a business I can do business with and they can hook me up. You know what I mean? Whatever that be. And it, it's it's like I have former managers that became roofing contractors. Cool. Next time I got a roof problem, I'm calling my guy. That's it's, I don't care what it is. Um, but, you know, that's something else. And I'll make this statement here. I'm going to be a little brash. So bear with me. Same else who was aware of the, the, free, the previous Elkhorn uh, store situation, which was only open for like less than a year. Um you know, and then obviously that guy lost his store and we'll leave it at that. And then Cody came in we had to rebrand the whole store. It was starting over from scratch. And, and so you not only took over a store at a location that had, was less than a year old, mm-hmm. but had had a massive damage to reputation. I mean, it was guys, and I'm telling you, I've been doing this for 12 years. That was one of the worst few weeks of my entire professional career. Bar none. I had more negative reviews in 20 minutes than I have had in 12 years that combined. Was like wild day because i got that message first and then it was just tim screenshot well, and we're putting out fires well and, and when people don't realize at that, that point in time i was, was dealing wild. i was dealing with some serious medical conditions mm-hmm. and so i've been in, in and out of the nebraska cancer institute about 60 times over that entire month like in and out non-stop communication because they didn't know what's wrong with me um, i have cancer so i'm dealing with that at the same time that this should happen so it was just horrible like just for me from my personal standpoint and watching so at somebody else's words and prejudice can damage what everyone else has worked so hard for that was um, the problem it was and i had three franchisees within the first day threaten to drop their franchises and i'm talking again threatened lawsuits i've my sisters are getting messages my brothers in other other states like i don't even really understand how bad that was for my family my kids are getting threats I mean, literally that bad. So anyways, we're not going to get too much into it, but it's done. And you came in and so you not only took over location, like you, you had to rebrand the whole thing. You had to come up with a new name, but people still associated it. And over a year, you not only have built it up, you have superseded by exponential margins, uh, the amount of sales. So not only did you overcome it, you grew well past it. 
Mm-hmm. And so anybody, and I'm just saying this, anybody who's ever thinks that you walked into something is completely full of shit. You grinded your ass off. I've come to learn that, um, and I don't really hear it a lot anymore, but uh, I've come to learn in a lot of cases that there's always going to be people that like <clears throat> have less or haven't achieved as much or whatever, underachieved in my personal opinion. I'm not saying there's not reasons behind it, but either way, people who have underachieved, they tend to want to water down people's successes and stuff yep. like that. I had to put work into this. I had also built my, I mean, the four and a half years I worked for you, I was building my name. Yeah. I was the guy that worked at center. I was this, like, I had that. Like, and, and this is why. And they could trust me when I went there. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, trust, trust me. When, when Cody first started managing, how uncomfortable he was on video. Yeah. So I'd walk in, hold the camera up. because we're doing. I go, we're going live in five, fours. No. And then the first, if you go back, I'm going to find these videos. Yeah. You were frozen solid. You, like, throw a camera in front of me and all of a sudden I panic. Yeah. Like, and then now. Anything in, like, real life, but you throw a camera in front of me. Well, that's so why I kept telling him. I go, you're the funniest son of a bitch I know. You've got to relay this over to customers on video because it, this social media is allowing you to to bring that personality mm-hmm. to a broader spectrum and I, i've said it a hundred times and my staff like you guys heard me say it on this podcast but cody can attest i told every one of them they need to become an intangible asset to the business themselves i don't want it all about me i want it about a group of people an army of people who and each has their own individual because people are going to be like I, I know guys who are huge into wrestling and watching you take your your dream as a kid into pro wrestling and that they're going to have that attachment to you, you know what I mean? And they're going to they're going to have that correlation. It still benefits the entire the entire army. And I think it's fantastic. But you but you did the work working on yourself, and then working on the store, getting the community, and all the things. Because, and I had people, I mean, it should not be underestimated that you know there is a major difference. It, there are no true, in my opinion, turnkey businesses really left anymore. There's not a lot. Like you know what a McDonald's is, you know what a Starbucks is, and if you put it on the right corner, sure, those are fine. But these these those are the exceptions to the rule yeah they're the just that's why they're charging you a million dollars for one or two million dollars you know just a machine at this point like they're just they are and 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 you can do shitty terrible customer service you can go on their google and see 900 reviews but uh you're gonna go there again and it's not going to affect anybody that goes there i get a negative google review like we're having a full-blown team fucking meeting we're figuring out what went wrong where this is at if this is legit i'm pulling up camera footage i'm finding out because that shit does damage us but it's the same people who will do that will still late in line at McDonald's to eat food that's really not even food. It's not even like it's not even it's not even digestible, you know. But but that's the thing. It's but I've had other store owners like uh, like you do the job. You're my proof. I've done the job. Hot Springs, Arkansas. Ryan, they've killed it. They've absolutely. They're God. They started in May, so they're not even a year yet, and they're they're killing it. You know, they're they're in a whole new numbers. I mean, it's it's great to watch a whole new state, and it's. Fun to watch because they followed the model. They did exactly what we said. This works. It's like clockwork. I don't care where it's at, what city, what state, what person it is. If you do this, it will work. Unless you're like so weirdly, unless you're like super, super weird and nobody likes you. I mean, like you're just such a weird personality that people like you're just, you just. Well, then just hire somebody really good. You just have creeper written all over your face. Then you might want to hire a manager. Just be good at the books and hire a manager. (laughs) Exactly. And they're not wrong with that. Which even like like Ryan's part of the store, but he's not running the store. He's got a manager, but Kai is manager. Phenomenal dude. If you haven't been in the Hot Springs or store, stop in. They're killing it. And they're going to expand us into the South in a way like that I thought before was a dream, which is great. But then I got stores who even close to here who they just don't do the work. They try to outsmart hard work. And I think you can agree. You cannot outsmart. It's not even hard. It's busy. Yeah. It's not difficult. We're not hammering. Like, like there are a lot harder jobs than running Rexy's store. Hanging drywall. Yeah. Uh, 
anything physical labor, yeah, it's um, not, concrete would, construction. Like of yeah, job, I'm always like, guys, like if, you know, this is not difficult. Or whatever, which I mean, that's every job you have, employees. But yeah, whatever. but like this is not a hard job. No, it's just, like, it is not. Even in, from an ownership standpoint, it's not hard. It's no, busy. It's busy. And so just posting on social media is not enough. Like you, it, that's one slice to an eight slice piece of pizza, right? I said, that's one slice, but you don't have a pizza unless you get all of them, which means out networking in the gyms, chamber meetings, networking groups, employing staff Speaking from different which, networks. I used to laugh because you always had so many gym memberships. I have four. See, <laughs> see, so but four. that's the thing is because I got to get, four now, I want so. more multi-generational business. Yeah. I want moms. I want dads. I want young. I want I athletes. Want I want people like I'm, I, I am an introvert. Like I'll be the first to say it, but like, I don't know. It's just something about like also meeting the new people. And then just like knowing that like the cool things for me is always like, Oh, I saw your social media post. Oh, I saw you at the gym. Like little things like that. Like just super minor things. But oh, yeah. like that was enough that you knew you reached somebody. That, enough for them to even give you a chance. Well, and that is all we ask for. Well, it's that, just a chance. What's well, the thing? We did that podcast when we did the opening in Hot Springs last May. And we're talking to people their second day. It was a great opening. And, and this couple comes up to us. And I'm like, hey, where are you guys from? They're like Little Rock. I'm like, cool. That's where we flew in. That's the only place I knew in Arkansas at the time. Um, and like, how would you guys hear about us? Blah, blah, blah. They go, oh, we watch your podcast. I look at my wife. I'm like, holy shit, we're famous. Like, I can't wait to tell Chad. And, you know, like, uh, but that's cool because I'm like, you know, I don't, I get to hear every once in a while people listen to stuff. And a lot of times it's just like, I, I'm, I'll keep working on something until it grows type situation. But hearing that and, and now taking it live into schools, which I've, I did four speeches at two schools last week. It's kind of fun, you know, mm, but, is. but, you know, what I was saying was like, you've done the work and, and, and that's the thing is it's, Yes, he bought into a franchise, but he made it his own and he did the busy work. I've had other franchisees really who don't. And they literally decided that they didn't want to do the they didn't want to do the time. They they wanted to make, you know, we done no, you, it's time. You have to take, you know, I told everybody else I went to three gyms a day every day for years because I didn't have any money to spend on radio or TV or marketing, right? I wish people just understand like it's it's a means to an end. Like, yeah, you're always gonna be working, you're always gonna be doing that. I'm not mm-hmm. saying like you just mm-hmm. quit doing that. Yeah. But if you can at least establish a base, like you don't have live there you don't have to live in stuff like that like i now feel comfortable leaving the store and just going to do other things yeah. like i just well you don't have to go to 30 gyms a day like no just, you can it's a means to an but end. as long as you're consistently <clears throat> trying to grow and it, it's an everyday process you can't do things once or twice and call that a good it's repetitive motion it's the rock always about discipline right yeah. stay disciplined it's the discipline to do the dedication to the time to be successful that's it it's just it's at this point like you don't even have to be that good yeah. You just have to be consistent. I, and I've had, well, when you had me reach out to one potential franchisee, um, just to kind of give my, my take what I've done, you know, and so, so on and so forth. Um, it was weird, like talking to him, cause I guess I truly didn't think about it. Like you didn't really like sit down. Like I really haven't like, yes, I've been successful. And like when I run the numbers for my very first year open, like I was surprised by him. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Like, but realistically, I have not done anything magical. I've just been me. Yeah. People like my personality. They trust me. They stuff like that. Like I just, I show up to work. Obviously I love it. It's my, it's my baby. So it's, I take care of it and I make mm-hmm. sure your office are stocked. I look for new products. I, I, I do those little things, but realistically, like 
I'm not going to these meetings. I'm not going to the gym and the thought of like, oh, got to pull seven customers today. Like, no. No, you don't have to. I'm just there. Yep, that's it. You got to be present. You're putting yeah, in the time. Like, I'm just there being me. If you want to come have a conversation with me, I'll have a conversation with you. Like, Well, and that's, and that's the thing for me. It's become a level of frustration and excitement at the same time. Frustrated with people who, who buy into this and, and then don't follow the model. Like, well, why'd you buy into it? Like, I, I don't want the reason you bought a franchise. <laughs> well, I don't want people unhappy. You know, yeah. I don't want people having damage to their financial yeah. well-being. Now, granted, you could start a Rexius for less than what it costs for a new truck. So compared to any other franchise in the world, we're about as low risk as it gets. Because yeah. it's just low. It isn't like most most franchise models are minimally $250,000 to go. Rexius is forty-five to fifty. You're not maybe sixty. You believe your entire life. You save it. So if, if shit goes bad, it sucks. But imagine you bought a car. Wait a minute. Everybody's done that. And it loses value. Wait a minute. Everybody's done that. That's pretty much the equivalent of it. I mean, so that that's just it. I mean, you buy a truck for $50,000. Well, good luck right now. You can try to get it for $50,000. But it immediately loses value the second you get it. This, you have a continuous chance to make money. And so I've had people literally just walk away. And then I we took over a store recently. And, and nothing against the owners. They just decided it wasn't for them. Okay, cool. They were new. And, and I just don't think they really took at heart what I said they had to do and, and nothing wrong with that. You know, I wish them the absolute best and um, love them dearly. I hope that, you know, they just, but that's it. Some people, it's the dream. They see the things that we have now, not realizing the 12 years it took me to get there. Um, but anyway, so we took it over. We've had it for this last month was our first full month. And we beat the previous store record by almost 70% in month one. Why? Because what I say, literally, it's just, it's not even hard. It's, it's just not. busy. It's just busy. For a while. And the thing is, here's the best part. If you're busy and consistent and have that discipline and dedication to the time, yeah, it gets less busy as time goes on because you've already earned it. And now you can go to that same gym once every few weeks yeah. versus three times a week because everyone already knows your face. Anyone who doesn't, the other people tell them who you are. And now, like what we went to Blue Moon once up on 108th and Maple. I've been there a while. Yeah. So Brittany and I went up and I went there with another manager and I haven't been there. And all of a sudden, I know the dudes behind the counter. I know the CFO. They walk me around. They introduce me to half the staff. I didn't even work out. I was there for 20 minutes. And then I got smart-ass members who knew me from like 20 years ago when I was training. They're like, oh, we have celebrity here now. He doesn't have to work out anymore. He has to people do it for him. Ha, 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 whatever. I'm high-fiving. I get to meet five new trainers. But the reason I can do that now is because 12 years ago, I put in a shitload of time. I was going there four to five times a week along with three other gyms, getting to make sure I knew everybody and just trying to be phenomenal customer service and that thing. And now, because I've done that work, I get invited to come to schools and to businesses and speak to the whole staff at once versus me having to meet everyone at an individual level. So my busyness is just, is already, I'm reaping the rewards from the work I did. You're seeing the same thing already. Yeah. You don't have to do quite as much as you did 12 months ago. When if you can just build yourself as like, this really just comes back to just be a good human. Yeah. If you're a good person and like you genuinely mean well, that's going to convey to people. Like Carmatic. Me, yeah. I'm a very honest person. Like what you see is what you get. I don't really sugarcoat things. It's just not who I am. For some reason, people like that. So, <laughs> so I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. But like, it, it's just little things like that. So like, just if you're a good person, people are going to start feeding off that and then they're going to trust you and they're going to want to support you. And then at that point, it just feeds off itself. Like, again, I'm not doing anything magical. I'm not like, well, today's Wednesday. I got to go out and do seven gym tours, like stuff like that. I'm not saying that doesn't work. I'm not saying certain people, at least it's just my approach. Like no. um, I joined uh, my buddy's gym. He, does, he has an MMA kickboxing gym. 
uh, PJ Benson, Championship Fitness. Oh. Oh, there, we um, go. there we go. Dude killed me the other day. Like, <laughs> I want to be more athletic. Like I've sure. just been lifting, like, and I, I feel like I'm not as athletic. Obviously, I want something to convey to wrestling and stuff like that too. Sure. Um, which kickboxing is not conducive to meaty people. I will tell you that. I could barely lift my arms. Like at one point, my shoulders no. were just done. Anyways, I went out there like literally because I wanted to try something new. But people know who I am and that I work in a supplement store. So they asked what I take, you know, like what products I like. Mm-hmm. I now have four people from there buying pre-workouts from me. Well, I'd say like Brittany. And it's literally just that. It's because they knew me. And they're like, oh, I can trust this guy. Well, so I mean, it's even for us guys. Like I understand like we're even in a different position. Like we own three gyms. But every once in a while, you know what? We do, there are certain things we don't offer at Iron Heaven. We're not a classist gym. We're not a swimming pool gym. We don't have the saunas and shit. Yeah. We have weights. Yeah. We have a shitload of them. Yeah. And cool the best machines. damn environment, cool ass machines you're never going to see anywhere else. I'm just not trying to be everybody's everything. I'm trying to be somebody something. And people really seem to like it. So we keep growing. But my wife taught Zumba for like 13 years. She loves that kind of shit. I went to Jazzercise once. I'm good. Mm-hmm. That was terrible. I about died. Uh, me and my mom and all of her 60 plus year old friends, they, they literally destroyed us. It was terrible. I don't know why. Good luck. I mean, that's the thing is I applaud anything with sport and movement. Anyone that makes people better themselves and be healthier, especially considering what we've seen the last three years, right. health and fitness and keep your immunities up is the number one thing. Anti-depression, all those things. So her, like, but her and her, they're going to the YMCA. YMCA did Zumba, they did body pump, which I think they regretted because um, I think they were pretty sore. But then there, there's yoga. They're doing different things. And I said, you know what? That's cool. Like there's there's a kickboxing place of 132nd. You should check that out because mm-hmm. it's a small business owner. Let's go help him out. You know, and we have memberships at all these different gyms. Um, I don't consider them competitors. And that, that's something you know? I think, too, is like obviously as a business owner, I mean, you guys own like one of the you know more prominent gyms in Omaha now, like outside mm-hmm. of obviously your big box ones. Yeah. Um, like I say Iron Heaven, like people know what that is now. Mm-hmm. I remember when you guys first started. Like you know, I know. Now it's it, like I it say took, Iron Heaven. It took an entire explanation. But like now it's not that way. Um and even I've had buddies come work out with me there. They like, well, the vibe. Like it's just you feel the vibe when you come yeah. in. But that's your guys' thing. Like there's no point in you trying to compete with any time down the road and trying to compete with this, like da da da, like these other things. Like, do your thing, like, and stop looking at everybody else as a competition. Just Hone on yourself. I, if people realize that I wholesale supplements to like three other gyms here in Omaha that yeah. compete like that, it, it's not a thing. I want everyone. I think we all can go out there and kick ass and make some There's enough money. money out there for all of us to be successful. I'm not going to be everybody's if you everything. just focus on yourself and just doing the best you can do instead of like, oh, I got to cut this guy off. Oh, I got to do this. I gotta well, do and this. I've never, and I never go after our business. I mean, there's one gym owner in town that, is making it personal. He's notorious for it. But you know, that's 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 his business. And if you want to poke the bear, good luck. Yeah. I would never go after anybody personally. I'm not going after your businesses. I don't care. I'm yeah. not I'm not doing that. I'm not I would I'm not like the other big gems where you know, Planet's going to put a location right across the street from uh, Genesis, right across the street from YMCA. Trying, trying to choke somebody else out. No, that's not who I am. I, I, I'm i trying to fill a void in areas where I think that there, there, there's there's things missing. So we have gyms in weird spots, mm-hmm. you know, that nobody's ever been. And I just try to, I'm trying to fill a niche. If somebody comes into my store and I that's don't it. have something. It's never. And I don't plan on bringing it in. I will actually direct you to somebody. Hey, I think so-and-so 
Absolutely. I think like Logan Irwin's our, our man, center shop manager and he's, he's called up. So people get nervous about going into another store if we don't have what we want. Like let's say something just different, more herbal, but maybe, maybe it's just, we, we have some, but we don't have the one they want. Right. He'll call No Name Nutrition up 144th and be like, hey, do you guys have this? Cool. I'm sending Mary. Mary's coming in right now to get this. We pulled a bottle back for her so she knows where to go. Oh, awesome. And, and they're super appreciative, but they're locally owned. They're here. They're great people. And you know what? I want that customer happy and I don't have what they want today, but they're going to remember that. Mm -hmm. And maybe if no name doesn't have what, what the customer wants, they'll send them to me. There's no reason to be vicious and to knock other businesses down. Now this guy that's in Bellevue that's talking shit. Okay, cool, dude. You poke the bear, it's fine. But understand, if you're treating me like that, I'm assuming you're treating all your members like that. You're treating them like a paycheck. And people who are willing to go out and do customer service first and make profit later like me, if I don't do it, somebody else is going to kick your I ass. I think there's enough division and anger in this world as it is. Yep. Why add more to it? Why add to it? Period. I have no desire to add to it. I, have like, a very, I am I, who I am. My store is what it is. We do what we do. I will bring in products if they make sense mm -hmm. um there's a lot of things that i'm always learning like i'll have people come in about certain vitamins i've never heard of a day in my life research i'm like oh that's pretty cool well maybe i will bring that what's well, it on in franchisee special okay. i mean we sort of, but and then that's the thing is that the model i came with last year getting through 2020 getting to 2021 i'm like okay i really need to have like a core value not just for the businesses themselves yes we've got a few like you know we try to help each person find their own piece of their personal greatness mm -hmm. and every business we do that's our goal what, what, what's important to you Right. And the other thing is for me as a business owner and as a father, and as a husband is if it does not improve my faith, my family or my finances, it's not worth my damn time. The three F's, faith, family and finances. If you can't improve those with whatever action you're doing, you are wasting your time. And, and no offense, if you got kids, if you've got a spouse, if you've got a business and you're wasting your time on things that don't improve those one of those three things, if not all of them, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, what are you doing? What's the point? And I see so many people wasting their time on social media, pretending to have medical degrees that they don't have, uh, regurgitating somebody else's bullshit. It doesn't actually help anyone in the process. It doesn't improve anyone. It doesn't improve their faith, their family, their finances. Why are you doing it? Yeah. Is it ego? Is it bravado? I mean, I don't know why, but here's a fact. If you ask yourself that question before you respond to anything on social media, before you make any business decision, you join anything, you do anything, you get angry, whatever. If you answer, if does this feed my faith, my family, or my finances, and it doesn't, and you choose to do it anyway, so then you're just an idiot. Yeah. But if you do that, I guarantee it'll, it'll guide your decision. So that's like my whole year this year because I get pulled so many different directions. It's insane. And, and you understand this too, because I got to commend you, by the way, you have gotten better about delegating. I, I've watched it from afar and I just think like, I lost was, you. I had to, where was that when I worked there? But, uh, but no, yeah, you've gotten a lot better about well, delegating. I, I think that, you know, you left and that, that put me in a quandary and I had some new people and I got to really coach my new manager. I had kind of rolling in order became a franchisee. So it kind of happened real quick. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm, you know, and I've got a really solid team right now. I think I really have a team around that I can trust. Uh, bringing Logan Irwin and, and Kirsten in to the corporate side, uh, being such good personal friends really allowed me to have just really solid trust with another set of people and, and bring everything. And it is, and get, and I really found myself surrounded by a, a core group of people on a, at a whole level yeah. that, you know, 
we're bringing some cohesion to the group and we're on a common mission. They understand what I'm trying to do. And I also told them like, I'm going to, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to completely trust on some of these things. And I'm just going to let you guys kind of figure it out. And we're going to do this by group. I said, you know, we're going to have a new office. We're getting a new warehouse. I said, I'm a Knights of the Roundtable type leadership. I believe everyone's got ideas to bring to the table. So I'm literally buying a round table. I'm I used not always, shitting you. I'm buying a round table. I used to always so, have people like, obviously when I was the regional manager, I'd get young people, like managers and stuff like that would ask me like, hey, I need to talk to Tim. Like, how do you think this? I was like, just have your numbers. Tim will listen to any idea you have. Yep. It does not matter. He will listen to whatever you have to say. Have your numbers. Well, if you don't have numbers to back it, you don't have justification for it. This isn't going to turn out how you hope it does. I feel the same way. <laughs> so I feel the same way about business decisions as I do about politics, as I as I do about you know personal life choices. Okay, you have to tie the difference between theory and applicability, and that's the difference. A lot of things sound great in theory, but how's the application? Because theories How are you do that? don't manifest themselves physically. You have to have an application. I can't, so, a, I can't write a check with theory. I can't write a check with theory. <laughs> I need to know all the P's and Q's. Mm -hmm. I need to know the application. How is this going to work? I have a lot of great ideas. Yeah. You know, I want to, Brittany and I have like life goals for us, like that we want to, you know, help people in different areas and raise people up. Okay, cool. That's a great theory. It's nice to say. It makes you feel good, right? Yeah. Well, okay, that's theory. Applicability is how the hell do I get there? And then when I get there, how do I facilitate it? Yep, that's, and so that's the difference. And that's everything in life. Politics, the biggest problem, politics, a lot of theories and not a lot of application. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and they really work on those emotions on the yeah. theories, but nobody ever comes to the application. Pull, theory will always pull emotion. It is. It does. And the thing is the application, it's because that's the hard part. Well, that's when your emotions get, get crushed because you're like, oh, wait. That, oh, that's going to take this long. And, well, then, well, just, and that's when you got to make the call. Well, I had a theory, it. right? Yeah. It'd be great to take the entire team out to a meeting at, you know, 801 Chop House and just wine and dine them and really have their focus, bring their spouses. Cool, right? Oh, yeah, it's great. Application. That's $10,000. Okay, that theory now went away. Yeah. Now, what, what I, do we have around the $1,000 budget? How y'all feel about Golden Corral? I, <laughs> exactly. Hey, let, let's, well, how's Sticks are that? Valentino's Buffet. Let's go. They don't have those anymore. Oh, they don't? Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. I love that. I think it probably hurt the toilet paper market, to be honest oh, with I'd you. be real with you, dude. Like, I mean, my cholesterol. Just, losing those. My cholesterol just dropped from hearing that. Oh, yeah, terrible. They don't have so, so, um, but that, But that's the thing. It's, it's it, you know, that theory versus application. And I don't care how old they are, what idea they have. And I think Jake Ray was working for me this last year, kind of get younger managers, 22, came into management for a little while before we moved to Dallas. And mm -hmm. super proud of this kid. He's like, here's my idea. It's cool. How are we going to apply that? He's like, well, I go, I need to do this, 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 and this, and this. I go, go research those numbers and bring them back to me. He's like, holy shit, you're not telling me no. I'm like, no, these are great ideas. I mean, I don't get it because I'm 20 years older than you. Yeah. I said, but I want all your friends at that age group who think like you do to do business with us. Yeah. I said, so if this is what you want, it means what they want. Now I need you to figure out how to get it over here to application. Yep. And we did the process. We did the website. We did the web links. That's, I mean, I've always wanted to do something like that. Jake Ray is the reason why that's in fruition right now. Now he did a lot of the, the base work, finding out the application. We took it to the next level. Yeah. Which allows us to have you know, these affiliates nation, nationwide. Everyone's making money. Franchisees have web links, all that great stuff. But it all came from a kid with an idea who brought it to me with theory. I, he had told him, get the application. He brought the, the basic application. We took it on and here we are. Mm -hmm. And that's just it. I don't care how old they are. I don't care if it's my 16-year-old kid. You know, I, if you got into theory, get the numbers. 
And just don't come at me without numbers because I'm all I'm going to say is, cool, that sounds great. Go find out how to do it. Mm -hmm. Because right now you're just wasting my time. Because you can't build off it. You can't, you can't build anything off theory. It makes you feel good. Yeah. It makes you feel good. It makes your emotions run, but it doesn't actually produce anything. I think that's a lot of things with society in general. But I would agree with that 100%. Anyways, well, I just, I'm super proud of you. Like, I can't, as, as, as your friend, uh, the best looking groomsman in your wedding, um, <laughs> all the things, all the titles that I have. Um, yeah. <laughs> watching you do what you've done the last year is amazing. You're the success story I love to tell people about. I have these new prospective franchisees. Like, who do we talk to? I go, here's Cody's information. It's been, a, it's been a long climb since the, what, one night, one Wednesday night a week I worked at Maple. On oh, when you inform me that I'm a trainer, I'm just here for the discount yeah. and a few extra dollars. Yeah. Uh, to, to now, it's what a, a huge blessing to us, our family, the Rexy's Nutrition family and everything else. And uh, we're super proud of you. And, and uh, tell everybody where to find you, where to follow you. Uh, Rexy's Nutrition West Dodge uh, on both Facebook and Instagram. Sorry, I, for my age, I'm an embarrassment when it comes to technology. Um, but that's where we are on there. Um, at Seaguffs on Instagram, I believe, is my personal one, which yeah. isn't that cool. Um, I don't do anything <laughs> special. Um, I, anyways, I don't take a lot of pictures. I don't live, I like to live in the moment. So, yeah, corny, I know. Uh, but otherwise, so yeah, updated. that's where so you find updated. my social medias. Um, Otherwise, at Bricks and Ash is my professional wrestling yeah, team. Yeah, so there we go. You can go there as well. Um, uh, February 26th, Stocks and Bonds be our next show. If you guys want to check that out, Magnum Pro Wrestling. So, everybody else, if you're watching, go to timrexies.com for links to all of the uh, podcasts on YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Share it with a friend. I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't get paid for this. Um, and Chad is severely underpaid for this. So, uh, <laughs> you know what? Share it. If this helps somebody out, if you think this is something that might inspire somebody, it might help somebody, you know, go ahead and, and, and share it. If you think it sucks, then, you know, what? Like, so, anyways, have a great day. We'll see you next time. I'm on my element. I'm on my element. I'm on my element. I'm on my element. I'm on my element.